0: Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. What a happy, glorious Monday it is. My name is Charlie Chuck Thompson, one of the hosts here with me, as always. Still across those old, old, crusty pay lakes, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Nate Thurston, the one who knows just about everything there is to know. How's it going today, man?
1: That's pretty good. Trying to get my camera adjusted here. This is all this is all weird. Hold on a second. What is this, is amateur this all, hour? Why is this all
0: crooked? This is weird. Amateur is hour? Weird. It's amateur hour on the live stream. So, by the way, if you guys want to see this live, Nate fiddling with his camera and stuff, I think go it's to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. That's how you get in. On watching this live, so if you're listening to this a day or two or a week later, and you're like, "Man, I wish I would have known what was going on at that time," well, you can. That's Patreon.com/slash/GoodMorningLiberty. We just got a few more um, patrons the last few weeks, so it's been really cool to have all you guys jump on, interact with us, tell us things that are funny, laugh at our jokes, make us feel. Better about ourselves. Ask us questions. We answer them right on the podcast. So it's really cool. That's patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty for as little as five measly bucks a month that you would normally spend at Starbucks. But since you can't go to Starbucks, you just send us $5 a month, not even a day, $5 a month, and watch us live. And there's nothing... Better you can do with your day, I don't think.
1: Nate? Yes. um, Sam, uh, one of the patrons, you know, part of our Patreon subscription tiers, you can pick something that you want an advertisement ram about. And we will run an ad on whatever that is. And so he sent an article over that he wanted an advertisement ran on and we're going to post it and we're going to run an ad on that. So part of that, you know, the money is not even going directly to us. It's going to go to you pushing what you care about. In this case, it was something to do with gun rights, Second Second Amendment kind of thing. So uh, whatever pro-liberty stance you have on something you can run an advertisement on it through one of our subscription tiers, so it's a pretty good deal. And we've had uh, we've had ads ran on Second Amendment and healthcare so far, gun rights stuff like that. Those have been the two main topics so far that patrons have been wanting us to push to the masses.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's been cool. It's been cool to see that happen. Over the last couple of weeks, so I think we've got a lot to talk about. You know, last week was kind of a, let's say, short week. You know, we only we missed a couple of days on the podcast because, you know, we put out this content five days a week, every single day, when we want to. And there are times, like Good Friday and other things, where it just doesn't, the cards don't work out in our favor. But overall... Most of the time, it's five days a week. Um, But anyway, we got a lot to talk about today and not very much time because Mondays tend to be some of the busiest days. I'm sure you guys know this. It's like, what? What's that one movie say? Case of the Mondays or something like that? Nate, are you having a case of the Mondays? (laughs) I'm
1: I'm having a slight case of the Mondays today, but uh, it's okay. I'm excited for the
0: week. Uh, Monday, just get a just case kind of beer of, to take care of that case. of uh, That's what I'm going to
1: do. I'm already three cases in for the week. <laughs> so I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited about doing a podcast right now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so, I'm kidding, Nate. You're sober yeah. and I'm proud of you. It's been almost two years now. It's been what that 20, like?
1: 21 months now. Wow. So pretty crazy. That's, that's you pretty awesome. It, you know, what's bad when you're counting the months. That means it's real. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: Yep. yeah once you get yep. over two I think you start going to years just like you know kids
1: yeah exactly uh, how many right. months
0: old is your sobriety right now
1: <laughs> well it's 21 months eventually people will be like okay so just two years just say two years well That's do you fine.
0: count your years of sobriety from like zero to 22 23 I did I not. we're doing consecutive right now oh, okay consecutive.
1: How many, how many consecutive years do we have right now and and right now it's slightly under two
0: yeah so, well, we have a, like I said, we got a lot to talk about. We've got the COVID watch that we have to talk about, you know, all kinds of, of crazy things happening. It's, it's still, you know, not sure which way to take it. It's again, pay attention. We've got that. We got Trump in the economy. We've got a cool video that somebody sent us. Um, so lots to get to. Let's start at the top. Uh, Nate, you did an yeah. excellent story. Over the weekend, letting people know, what about our economy? How many deaths um, are going to occur because of unemployment? Things like that. You know, I noticed in three weeks now, we've had 17 million people file for unemployment, which is by, which basically, which, by the way, is 10% of the workforce. There's about 170, 175 million uh, Americans that are working. It's pretty crazy in a country of 325 million. Only half of them work. Um, (laughs) granted there are a lot of kids, but you know, anyway, 17, uh, 17 million people, they are expecting, of course, you see all these projections, Goldman Sachs and Ben Bernanke, were looking at a 25 to 30% drop in GDP. We're looking at, I saw latest estimates over the weekend at a 20% unemployment rate. Now keep in mind, what was the unemployment rate in 2008, Nate?
1: Uh, you know, I don't know what exactly I, I, couldn't even tell you what the unemployment rate went th- to at that I time. I think it was
0: 12, 12 and a half.
1: Yeah. I don't um, know. I was already playing music, playing music at that time. So I had already, I had already unemployed myself. You're already not and making I w- money. Yeah. I, w- I did not care about what was going on at that time in my life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Oh, wait, hang on. Sorry. Looking this up. I-, I thought it was 12, 12 and a half. It's actually at the end of the recession, the peak unemployment rate, the very peak, which was October, 2009. Was 10% unemployment. Hmm. They are projecting. We're already at 10% right now. So they are projecting 20% minimum unemployment. Great. This is going to be the worst quarter reported in the history of the economy. Okay. Yeah. yeah and it.
1: as we've been saying, you know, the important, if you're on Patreon, you're still seeing me mess with this camera right now. This is really bothering me. Uh, as we've been saying, um, the to me, the worst part about this is... The fact that we're we keep upping the expenditures and that's going to eventually, you know, the chickens are going to come home the roost eventually on this that it's going to happen. The government can't spend an unlimited amount of money and shut down the way that it takes in money. You know, it only it rakes in money through the through the productivity of the people in the country, and then it and then it wastes most of it and spends some things on some stuff we might actually need, and that's the only way that it scrapes in money. As and the old it,
0: saying goes, you don't cut off the spigot that feeds you. That's exactly
1: yeah, you don't bite the hand that spigots. <laughs> so the what the government has done here is they've bought they've they've bit the hand that that's spigoting, <laughs> and then there's they're sending out more on top of that. You know, we're gonna have a three trillion dollar deficit this year, and also we're gonna have like a 30% less GDP, which is gonna end up being maybe 2030 or more percent less money taken in by the government at that time. So they're going to take in a lot less money and they're sending in a bunch more out and people seem to want it both ways. It's very interesting. They want the government to pay for everything for everyone. And they also want the economy to completely shut down, which means people Uh, literally have no understanding of where the money comes from at at all. Where does where does this money come from? It comes through taxation, which taxes productivity. And so if you stop productivity, then there is no more there is no no more tax money so that you can't have it both ways in this situation. If you want to shut down the economy, you're going to have to live in a in a depressed, impoverished state. You can't shut down the economy and want the economy to give you free money at the same time. That's not, it's going to be one of, one of the two is what's going to have to happen. We're going to try the thing in the middle, which is going to be putting in a computer system. If you open this in Excel spreadsheet right now and you type in the number 4 trillion, then that's basically what the government has done to create productivity. And uh, you could type in any number you want. You could put in forty trillion. You could put in ten trillion. You could put in eighteen quadrillion. If you want to, you just type it in there, and then it's there, right? No, no problem. No, nothing to worry about. Unfortunately, yeah. the, this can't go on forever. Well, try know? it
0: with your own bank account. Just add a few yeah. zeros in there and see what <laughs> see what they say. They'll either have to <laughs>
1: <laughs> just try it. Yeah, just just say that you have more money and you won't need anything
0: else after that problem solved. Ain't, so are are you on a cruise right now? Are you streaming this live from a cruise? Did you get swap up one of those deals? I did. I, I'm not on a cruise. No, Sam, Sam says in the live chat says, I feel like you're on a boat and keep moving your camera. I think it looks oh, great. Yeah. Like your this setup right here. Looks great. Everything looks great, <laughs> but yeah, you look like you're on a boat. Are you doing flips and
1: sh- yeah, I am. everybody all yeah. wet. I am. Yeah, yeah. I got my flippy floppies on. Swim drunks. And, and I'm on a boat. I am uh, <laughs> I think this looks good right there. Let me just yeah. stop moving my camera around while I'm talking aimlessly about the federal budget. All right. Um, okay. Let's go to the CNN article. So this was interesting. This is a little bit of hypocrisy. And Charlie, you had a really good hypocrisy article that I did not put in here if you want to grab that. We can uh, talk about
0: it tomorrow. We're probably going to run out of time, but it's okay. a great one. We can still talk about tomorrow. So
1: just take this headline real quick from cnn trump wants. well to hang on before you get
0: there i want you guys to know Now we're gonna run out of time charlie i, no, I just want everybody to know we've okay. been talking about this for how long now at least the last couple of weeks now when i was watching the news this weekend it's all i heard about was like oh my god there's a balance between the economy and the virus and this is what we've been saying to you guys for weeks and so go ahead nate i just wanted everybody to know we've been yeah. saying this for weeks So you're welcome. I don't know
1: if we have different notes, but this article does not pertain to what you're talking about at all. Well, kind (laughs) (laughs) of. Kind of. Okay. Okay. Uh, The only, the thing in this from CNN, it says Trump wants to reopen the country soon, but power really lies with the governors. So just right off the bat, what can you say about that? Here's an article from CNN saying, just say X, just let's, uh, let's make it general real quick. Let's imagine CNN posting an article that says the executive really wants to do something, but the power is really with the governors. Now, in in any other time other than the previous three years or maybe the next five, however that's going to go, CNN might feel this way. But before this time... I don't really imagine I'd see an article from CNN saying, well, the executive branch wants to do this, but really the power lies with the governors of each state. So that, that's that's really interesting. So it says, as President Donald Trump leans into his fervent desire to reopen the nation's economy by May 1st, there's a major obstacle standing in his path. The nation's governors and mayors who hold the power to enforce closures and who have often taken a far more aggressive posture on protecting public health than the president. While Trump insisted Friday that he will certainly listen to the recommendations of his health experts as he weighs what he has called the most difficult decision he's ever made, he is assembling an Opening Our Country Council that will be announced Tuesday. He has repeatedly underscored that America wasn't built to be shut down. And has mused aloud about lifting stay-at-home orders in different parts of the country while keeping hot spots locked down. In that sense, there's a widening chasm between the commander-in-chief's desires and the current frame of mind of many governors and mayors who will dictate when Americans can begin going back to work. Many of them are increasingly asserting that authority as they brush as they brush away questions about reopening with warnings to stay the course. Okay, so. Your basic gist of this article is this is what CNN wants to get across. Trump wants to reopen the country, but he doesn't have the power to do it. The power lies with the states. And so when I read that, I was like, CNN, you got to be kidding me right now. Since when are you (laughs) going to post an article about how the executive branch doesn't really have any power? The power is within the states. Well, right now, right now is when you're going to post about that. This is a complete political hackery. And Charlie, what I wanted to ask you was... um, Does the I mean, where is it? Are they right in this instance that we don't need to be looking to Trump to do anything right now that each governor of each state needs to be making their own decisions? What do you
0: think about that? I would say it's a mixture. So, like, for instance, one thing that I think does fall under the interstate commerce clause, like between states would be like domestic air travel so if i'm flying from florida to tennessee like tennessee can't keep me from traveling to their state that's a that's a federal that, that falls under federal purview being a citizen of the united states i'm free to travel from state to state and so the tennessee governor can't say oh you're not allowed to go to florida and florida governor can't say you're not allowed to come to my beach or something of that nature and if the federal government says hey we're going to open up domestic air travel i don't think that that decision Lies within the states. I think there's a there's definitely a federal purview for that interstate commerce clause to ensure that things are uniform ish between the states um, in, in a sense that uh, aligns with your rights. Yeah. So to freely travel, to speak freely, to peaceably assemble, uh, to practice religion, uh, those types of things, your your rights uh, that are inherent to our nature. It is the federal government's job to ensure that no government, no states or the federal government can uh, take those from you. Now, when it comes to other types of things, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, um, then it most certainly falls within the state's power because of the Tenth Amendment and because of if you look at all of the the writings from our founders, we have 50 separate sovereign nations that can make their own decisions in large part, uh, the only decisions they don't really get to make are the few enumerated powers delegated to the federal government, like the one I mentioned, like travel between the states uh, that is under the purview of the federal government uh, designated in, in the interstate commerce clause. However, they use that as power over the states. Um, so I think to me, it's a mixture to me, there are parts. Of the economy that the federal government can reopen Uh, by the way, they can lift bans, let's say, uh, on domestic air travel and or things like that. Um, But really, it's up to the states on what they allow. But at the same time, I'm questioning, like, why is the why doesn't the market get to decide when it wants to open? (laughs) <laughs> That's really the answer. Like right. the
1: the answer is neither one of these should be an option because they shouldn't have done this in the first place because they can't do this. Yeah, uh, they they are not supposed to be able to do this. They they're not supposed to be able to stop me from opening my store and stop people who want to risk their lives by getting in a car and driving to my store. They can't stop them from doing that. And that's that's just not really their job. So yeah, it goes back and forth here because um, the federal government's one job is to make sure that you have these rights and that no one is taking those, these liberties away from you. And they're supposed to step in and make sure that no one's going to do this. So Charlie, this leads directly into, by the way, we're we're cutting up on the uh, the YouTube live about me yeah. saying the word chasm earlier, which is uh, <laughs> which is the French p- pronunciation of that, uh, I believe. Um, that's my, you know, I don't, I don't know how, how you guys say the word chasm, but that's how I've always said chasm. And and, uh, you know, obviously it's been a word for a long time. So you guys just need to get over that fact right there. And this is America and I'm going to speak American. OK, right, say so, whatever I want. I'm not what I just said really didn't make any sense cuz I'm using the French of the American. So, Put Charlie, that on a bumper sticker. This next article, by the way, leads directly into what we're talking about. This, you're welcome for making a proper workflow for this podcast. Go ahead and tell us about the very next article that's in here because it's exactly what we're talking about right now.
0: This coming from Fox News, the fair and balanced channel, obviously. <laughs> um <laughs> They have a fair
1: balance between, uh, you know, a hardline Rhino conservative and conservative.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where they fall. It's just a pretty simple balance between the two. But anyway, they they've got some good stuff every now and then. It's just like everybody, I mean, CNN right here is arguing for states' rights. <laughs> so every now and again, you just find these little liberty nuggets. Inside you know what they say: a broken
1: these- clock is right sometimes. Every once in a while during the
0: day. Yeah, that's the same. And at certain times, if you've long as you got the flux capacitor, you can go back in time using the the tower clock. Exactly. Anyway, from Fox News, Department of Justice, expect action on government regulation of religious services amid COVID-19 outbreak. And it wasn't just religious services, by the way. I was watching this news story develop in the DOJ Well, parts of them were tweeting this, by the way. It's hilarious. Every all this government action takes place on Twitter. Who would have (laughs) thought? So the DOJ <laughs> may take action next week against local governments that have cracked down on religious services as widespread parts of the country are shut down due to the coronavirus pandemic. A DOJ spokes- spokesperson said Saturday, while social, quote, while social distancing policies are appropriate during this emergency, they must be applied even handedly and not single out religious organizations. DOJ Director of Communications, Kerry Kupik, tweeted She said the Attorney General William Barr is monitoring such regulations. The DOJ move would come as some churches are standing up to city governments that have blocked them from holding in-person services during the outbreak, even in, quote, drive-in formats that keep people separated and in their own cars. A judge in Louisville, not Louisville, this is Louisville, Louisville. Kentucky, on Saturday, I know that because I have a client there, a judge in Louisville, on Saturday issued a temporary restraining order blocking enforcement of Mayor Greg Fisher's ban on drive-in church services there. Quote, the mayor's decision is stunning. District Judge Justin Walker, a former clerk to the Supreme Court Associate Justin, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, wrote in a m- memorandum, a memo to the order, quote, and it is beyond all reason unconstitutional. Freedom of religion is the first of the five freedoms guaranteed by the First Amendment. Quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Separately in Greenville, Mississippi, two churches have said that police came to their drive-in services and threatened to fine worshipers. Huh, go to church, get a fee. Hmm. Quote, churches are strongly encouraged to hold services via Facebook, Live, Zoom, free conference call, and any other any and all other social media streaming and tele- telephonic platforms mayor Eric Simmons's office said in an April 7th press press release announcing a ban on in-person and drive-in church services so this is uh you know we we kind of did an episode on this that we released Friday morning um in regards to can like can you go to church this weekend for Easter like what power does the government actually have over you amid anything I, like I don't care if Maybe there was a, a nuclear airstrike or perhaps a virus or maybe there's a wild stampede of, you know, AIDS ridden chimpanzees running the earth or something. Not again, Can the government stop you at any point, you know, maybe climate change is real and the, the oceans are flooding every part of Earth. Can the government stop you from doing anything? That's the question. And it appears that the DOJ, at least they're going to tweet about it. At least they're (laughs) tweeting out that they may crack down on some of these local governments.
1: The uh, uh, what we said on Friday, kind of the same thing here. The uh, this is good if they're going to take action on it. They just need to uh, you just the government can't stop you from doing things unless you're going to go out and you're going to take action against another person to. Knowingly, you do harm to them, and and that's about it. Really, that's about the. If you're going to stop their liberties, if you're going to take their liberties away, that's about it. The slightly annoying part about this is, of course, it's being talked about on religious grounds, which that's not. That is not what's really annoying. What's annoying, I guess, is that this doesn't really have to have anything to do with religion whatsoever. I said on an extra episode that I put out. This morning, I think, or whenever it was, that if I wanted to convene a group of 100 people who all agreed that Forrest Gump and the Shawshank Redemption were close ties for the best movie ever in the history of the world, and we all wanted to get together and talk about it and talk about the favorite parts of that movie, then we should be able to do that in whatever dangerous environment that it is. It doesn't really have to have anything to do with religion. You have the freedom to assemble. That's that's in there. Also, the religion part is an extra special guarantee. But what this sounds like is that people who aren't religious don't have this right protected for them, the right that they can go and sit in a room with other people, you know, so if you're not religious, then you don't actually have this right. You have different rights if you are a religious person. That's kind of how this sounds to me. The government needs to be coming out and protecting the right of two people or 50 people to sit in a room together if that's what they voluntarily want to do, regardless of what it is that they're doing. This doesn't have to be done on religious grounds, but it's going to be done on that because that's the way that you get the most support for doing it.
0: So, well, and the scary part about it is, is there a lot of people are just fine with the government finding these people and doing this. Now, look, the responsible thing to do in the midst of a pandemic is to have your church services online, you know, look, I, I watched Easter online this weekend. It was just fine. Uh, Jesus was present over the interwebs <laughs> and you know, I felt the Holy spirit move. Okay. I didn't get invited so that, to that zoom meeting. <laughs> it was on Facebook live. Oh, okay. You should have seen it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So I think the responsible thing to do, because obviously we believe in personal responsibility above everything else is that you should distance yourself and not gather in large groups in the middle of a a viral pandemic, unless you don't care about your life or others. Um, But can the government actually ban people from these types of things? And the answer is no, they can't. And so I, uh, you know, I kind of like this. I like that the now, well, I like that they tweeted about it. Now, will it, will they do anything <laughs> about it? Probably not. But, you know, uh, Kentucky came out. Obviously, you saw this in Louisville. They struck it down uh, pretty quickly, rather, uh, against the mayor. They didn't strike down what the governor said. He said that, you know, the license plates of Kentuckians that gather at church on Sunday will be taken down. And then they'll, they'll force quarantine you. And it's like, well, first of all, can you even prove that I was driving my car? If I'm not in it, you're just taking my license plate. Anybody could have driven my car. Somebody could have stole it and went to church. (laughs) We
1: need a photo of what's happening. Yeah. We need a video of it. I need my, you know, you need to, I need to see video of my mom sitting there saying, yeah, that's Nate right there in his car, always (laughs) driving around. You know, that's what, that's what he's doing. Like I need all, I need evidence that it was actually me driving the car because I don't want to get forced quarantine because some dude stole my car and took it to church. You know, I also that, saw this
0: great meme that said, uh, I thought quarantine was for sick people, not for healthy people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed true. to quarantine those that are sick and not let them go out. You know, like once you're sick and you are a danger to other people, then you're not allowed to go out. But you free healthy people. Y'all can move, move about. But, you know, they're not stopping, as we mentioned, you know, sick or healthy people from going to Home Depot. Or other places that are, you know, they're, I guess they're in good with whoever is in control of all of this. You know, you can go to, because there's nothing more essential than lumber. In, I saw
1: a lot of people lawn care while, I, products. while I was at Home Depot this weekend, a lot of people were getting some very essential paint colors and some very essential lawn and gardening equipment and just things that you really can't, it's. You know, if you're gonna allow people to risk their lives, it needs to be for the essential things like like paint. Well, and, are those flowers and, edible,
0: Nate? I mean, are you discriminating against people that want to eat violets or something? They could have
1: been edibles. I'm not really sure. There's there's no way of knowing. <laughs> or or in Tennessee, probably not. Yeah. So speaking of everyone doing everything on Twitter, I had a list for Friday's episode that did not happen because it fell into that court that category of when we want to, and I had a list of tweets, some of the dumbest tweets I've ever seen list real quick. Now this is uh, the first one, not really the dumbest tweet I've ever seen, but hey, when you're looking at your coronavirus numbers, just uh, remember this breaking from WNBC, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio says, the city will begin labeling coronavirus victims who weren't tested for the disease if their symptoms fit certain parameters. So they're gonna go down on the list of logical. People. They're gonna go down on the list of people who have coronavirus. So that's good. That's good yeah. to know. And I think a lot of people saw this is another another dumb tweet of the week. Did you see AOC's tweet about late stage capitalism? Jeez. So it was a screenshot from CNBC. I think that that Kramer show. I can't remember what it's called. Um it's a screenshot and it says more than 16 million Americans have lost their jobs in the last three weeks. And AOC said when late stage capitalism takes a selfie.
0: Cause in the background, it says the Dow's best week since 1938.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the, the, the part about 16 million Americans losing their jobs is uh, is pretty good. And then the Dow going up best week ever. It's Charlie, what part of the government forcing a bunch of businesses to close so they have to fire a bunch of their workers? Uh, what part of that did you read in all of your free market capitalism books?
0: Yeah. Was that normal? Well, this is definitely late stage capitalism, you know, the fact that businesses are forced to close, that's about as free market as you can get, I think.
1: If by, I, if by late, last time I checked. If by late stage capitalism, she means socialism? Then, yeah. then that's a little bit more understandable because there, when the government forces people to close their doors, uh, people are going to become unemployed. Of course, unless you choose to not to not fire your workers, which is the next blurry tweet we have right here in our show notes. Uh,
0: By the way, real quick, just based on your screenshots, you really should have plugged your phone in. Oh, my phone's always when dead. You took these, yeah.
1: I wake up at five 30 and most of the time, uh, the ambient kicked in before I realized I needed to roll over and plug my phone in. So I'll just wake up in a, just a mess at like five 30 and yeah. everything's running dead. So
0: you were talking about tweeting out below the belt, uh, <laughs> pics last night. I told Charlie, Charlie
1: was trying to talk to me at midnight <laughs> last night. And I said, dude, I, ambient's kicked in. I got to go before I start tweeting pics scandal yeah. scandalous picks so i gotta put my phone down it's gotta happen the,
0: there's this old jordan peterson episode he's doing a uh, a talk and one of the questions uh, he was talking about you know jeff bezos and how he got in, in a scandal and all this stuff and so he called it below the belt selfie <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm just gonna say it because dave rubin comes in and goes uh, dick pics, Peterson. That's what those are called. <laughs> he goes, I don't know. Below the belt. Below, below the belt the, selfies. Below the belt. I'm not wearing a
1: belt though. I'm beltless. Yeah. So listen, this this next one was one of the more infuriating tweets I've ever read, and it, it was very. It's disappointing that people's brains exist in this type of state. So, uh, we're going to read this tweet real quick. It says, I'm really tired of reading how business owners are forced to lay off workers. No one made them do that. They chose to do that. Not saying it isn't a hard choice during a hard time, but to say they were forced obscures their agency and casts owners and CEOs as the victims. Mm. Oh, God.
0: So this is a choice they made. Person.
1: No one no one made them do this. And uh, this person's sick of hearing people say that people were forced to lay people off. And obviously this was just a choice that people made, Charlie.
0: That's all it was. Yeah, that's all it was. That's why we've read so yes. many
1: stuff about so much stuff about whether or not the government should still force businesses to remain closed for yeah. a while. You know, why why would Trump be, uh, why would there be controversy over Trump reopening the economy if no one forced these businesses to make these decisions? Why would anyone care?
0: Yeah. You know, they, they clearly it's their choice to do all of that, you know, just like it's, um, you know, the fact that they aren't allowing people into their establishments, that's just their choice,
1: you know? Uh, Absolutely.
0: So So I don't don't know why they would be choosing to lay off people because you could just, it doesn't matter if you don't have any income coming in, you just continue to pay people. That's just the way it works. That doesn't matter about your income.
1: That's what you're supposed to do is just keep paying people. Hopefully you did. What the socialists didn't want you to do, which is save up some extra profits over the last few years. So you're able to keep some people at work right now. That's a really good podcast we need to do sometime. The fact that uh, how much worse would the economy be right now if we would have been doing what uh, Bernie and AOC all wanted to have done, which is allow no profits. And all of the money got divided out every single time it came in. Well, there would be no capital available right now whatsoever for any of the businesses to be weathering this time. This is why this exists. This is this is why when people are taking massive hits on their profits, they can have a little bit of capital left over to still keep their doors open. You're supposed to plan for the future. And that's that's really what they've what they've been doing. They didn't know it was this future but that's what business owners do they save up a little bit and they plan for things changing in the future so it, it's it's pretty insane to think that the same person could have been tweeting about how Trump should not remain businesses should not uh, let businesses reopen and also tweet about how no one forced any of these businesses to lay off any of their workers i don't understand how the human brain can become So, uh, how how can I say it nicely? So, so ignorant. (laughs) So yeah, obtuse. How could you be so obtuse about this? Yeah. It's what Charlie said. It's, um, if you're not taking in any income for your business, you cannot simply keep paying people maybe you saved up some money over the last few years. If you're a small business, you probably didn't have a lot of money to save up, which 99% of businesses, 99.6% of businesses are small businesses. I don't understand the ideology that somehow they're supposed to just keep paying people. I don't understand how someone's brain can allow that to happen. I really don't. If anyone has any ideas well, on how this is possible, that someone thinks that that is true or that it's possible, let me know. Nate at goodmorningliberty.us. Let me know. Is how this is just an, an is possible. example.
0: It's just an example of what happens when you don't have a, a principled baseline stance to make your argument coherent. Like coherency um, doesn't matter to these people. It, they just think that, You know the old saying, "Money grows on trees." They just think like, "Well, these businesses have it." You know, I remember I was having a Facebook discussion with a friend of mine. Uh, This is either last year or the year before, where she was talking about how these billion-dollar corporations—they could just get rid of plastic bags. Um, They can just not use plastic bags, and they could just do something else. They—they could make. They could give away like, you know, cloth bags or whatever. They could just get rid of plastic because plastic is ruining the ocean and all this stuff. And I was like, well, where are they going to get the money just to make the switch? I mean, right now, plastic bags cost them like half a penny each. If that, you know, they probably get a, a whole rack of them for a penny. And it's like, okay, what are they going to switch to? It's like, oh, well, they just have billion. They just have it. Nah. They th- that was that, That's literally the mindset. Oh, they just have it. That's just there. I don't know how it's there, but it's just there. Can't
1: they just type it and into a computer like the government?
0: Yeah. This is what people actually think. And I'm like, well, how did you like show me? And like, well, I don't have time for that. And, and I was like, and then I was like, well, why don't you start a grocery store and then not use plastic bags and just pay everybody a living wage, not use plastic bags, like implement all of your ideas and start a grocery store. She's like, I don't want to be a business owner. I just want these other people to be responsible. <laughs> I'm like, well, I just, you know, you don't want to be one cause you couldn't be one Yeah. with those, with your ideas because they don't work. They never have and they never will. Anyway, we're running out of time. I know we got one last thing to get to, but Nate, I wanted to use your, the, the, if we want to clause to make a quick plug here, because if you're in life right now and you are one of those people saying, man, I wish I could do what I wanted to do. Then, and not have to listen to a boss or anything like that, well, if you want to end up in that stage of life, then one way you can get there is by going to MasterMyTrades.com. If you take control of your finances and understand what's happening in the market and how to make money when the market's down or how to make money when the market's up and look for different things that you can do, uh, whether you want to understand some long-term investments or uh, what we mainly teach is day trading strategies, you can go to mastermytrades.com and start learning all that stuff and eventually get yourself to a place where you can do a podcast when you want to do it. There is no scheduled actual time. It's just when we want to. And if you want to get to that place, one of the best places to start is go by going to mastermytrades.com. If you've never even looked at a stock chart, whatever, if you, whatsoever, if you've never, if you don't even understand what a what a doji is, it's <laughs> an important word there. <laughs> candlestick charts, uh, price action structure, all of those different types of things. We're talking a lot about trend reversals right now. If you want to understand all of that, go to mastermytrades.com for as little as $47 a month. You get the full blown class. You get a live Q and a once a week. There's all kinds of cool things. It is by far the best value in learning the stock market that is out there. I can promise you that. And we have people in the class right now that will attest to that. Uh, they're also part of our live stream and people who are, you know, fully invested in understanding their financial future. So go do that. MastermyTrades.com.
1: Good job. Good job, Charlie. Oh, thanks, man. <clears throat> the uh, Did you want to talk about this last little thing before we get off of here? Or, yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, I don't have so. the whole article on here. I just wanted to say the idea real quick. It was an article from Fortune. And I talked a little bit about it for the patron supporters, the Patreon supporters, our patrons, uh, put up a little 20 minute long podcast episode this morning, but I wanted to get Charlie's two cents on this. So the, the title of it is Corporation Step Up in the Coronavirus Crisis. Is it PR or purpose? So I don't even have to read you what's in the article. They, they talk about how uh, Jack Dorsey from Twitter has dedicated a billion dollars worth of his Square stock. He owns Square also. Uh, Albertsons is raising pay by two dollars an hour. Target's investing three hundred million dollars and extra wages, paid leave, childcare, things like that. Uh, so the idea—Amazon's
0: hiring a hundred thousand people.
1: Yeah, they've—they're yeah. paying more. There's all kinds of people. I saw a Hyundai commercial last night. If you get a Hyundai right now uh, and you lose your job due to the coronavirus, you don't have to make any payments for six months afterwards. That's pretty awesome. Mm nice yeah so here's the idea here's the question that they want to ask is this what was it,
0: other car company that was doing zero percent excuse me zero they were doing zero percent interest loans for 10 years and you don't have to make the first payment for like three months or something
1: was, like that. yeah gm zero percent 10 years and a Insane. three and a three month uh it's actually a hundred it's four months uh deferred payments wow so pretty pretty cool 20 days yeah not too bad yeah just insane uh, Honda's doing the same thing saw a commercial for them earlier everyone's trying to sell me cars right now yeah um so the idea is are they doing this because they're actually good people who are altruistic and virtuous and amazing individuals or are they doing this because it's good PR for their businesses and Charlie you have the same response as me and your response is
0: it doesn't matter exactly <laughs> I don't care what their motivation for it is yeah What is it? What is the outcome? It benefits consumers and people were in the workplace. So it doesn't matter whether they're doing it for PR. It doesn't matter if they're doing it for profit. It doesn't matter because they're trying to get cash. It doesn't matter because if they're trying to do it because they're really nice, you know, you look at all these CEOs and executives that are taking like no salary or no bonuses or half their salary, or they're donating their salary, their three months, of their salary, whatever. It doesn't matter. the motivation behind it doesn't matter. Whatsoever, like I don't, I don't care if Jack Dorsey dedicates a billion dollars to coronavirus relief because he expects Twitter users to go up by ten percent from doing that. Like, I don't care what his motivation is. The, the what actually happened was that he dedicated a billion dollars to coronavirus relief. And that's pretty, uh, that's pretty uh, generous, I would say. Or, or the money that. That everybody else has donated or the pay increase that people are getting or whatever like it doesn't matter if they're doing it for pr
1: who cares it doesn't it doesn't uh, people want it to be because they're good people because they believe that we should only have good people in in positions of power or and uh, high up positions in companies and sure Sure. I would love for only good people to be in those positions. That would be awesome. But if you wanted to live in a realistic environment where things could uh, actually take place, this doesn't matter. What matters is which system sets up the incentive structure for people to behave in a manner that does the best thing for the most amount of people. That, that's the question. In right. in this system, in the free market, if you want people to give you money, if you want to make your brand better, you, know, uh, you think Nike didn't look long-term to the young people who are in high school and everything and think, uh, well, we might take a hit for a second on this whole Colin Kaepernick thing, but long-term, I bet this is going to be really good for us. Now, do you think that that was because the CEO of Nike uh, was real big into the cause that Colin Kaepernick was talking about? Or do you think they were making a business decision and trying to position themselves for the long term for the future generations? I, the point is, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter whatsoever. I saw an ad before a movie uh, last year sometime about Coca-Cola. Every time that you buy Coca-Cola, they donate some money to save the polar bears. And one of my friends who's a socialist commented saying, well, they're only doing that because they want to make themselves look better. And I was like, okay, good good. Hey, good thing we live in a system where people do things to make themselves look better and it benefits everyone. Because if you lived in a system where you didn't have to do anything to make yourself look better, where you didn't care if people liked the service that you were providing because you only have power over people and they were forced to do business with you and only you, or you're going to put them in prison for something. In that system, there's no reason for you to ever really be altruistic. You can make a bet on Charlie's grandchildren's lives that we're only going to ever have altruistic people in positions of power in the government that are running the government ran companies too. But I'd rather take the bet that those people are going to do good things because that's how they would actually get ahead in business is by doing things that their customers like instead of forcing all of their their solutions and their products down on us through government decree and it never
0: mattering whether or not they were good people this i remember somebody saying like oh well, they're only making those donations because it's a tax write-off but look good who cares they, they mm-hmm. get less money stolen and now this you know thing that needs like the special olympics has benefited because of it you know like yeah. What, what a great thing, you know? So it's like, I don't, y- like you said, Milton Friedman always said that in a free market economy, it forces people, it forces you, and it forces everyone with different backgrounds, different beliefs, it, people that if you mm-hmm. were to try to be friends with them, you probably wouldn't agree on almost anything. Like, because you have different beliefs, you might even actually hate that person because... They believe in abortion and you don't and yet in a free market you're forced to work with each other if you want if you
1: want to get ahead it's not people forcing you to actually work with each other it's right you know if you if you want to make it to the top you have to do things that benefit other people that's right that's it
0: so and and i don't think there's any better structure there's never been a better structure and why we've seen so much success is because that's what the free market in America embodies and in, in largely Western countries. The freer you can be, the more prosperous and the better life can be for more people. And it's because even if you hate somebody, if you want to be the next Amazon, you've got to do quote-unquote altruistic things so that people don't see you as a slime ball
1: yeah and And, uh marie said by the way i was going to say before we get off here he said everyone has their own self-interest in mind that's completely true i think human beings are by their very nature self-interested that's an entire podcast episode for us so we'll we'll have to go into that it's going to involve a lot of ayn rand and some deep conversation about how we're all very self-interested and even if you're doing things for other people, uh, you're doing those things because it makes you feel good to do things for other people. So we'll we'll expand more on that sometime. But Charlie, go ahead. Sorry. I just want to respond to Maurice before we jump off here and, and mention that yeah. on the pot and mention that on the episode.
0: No, we should do an episode about that because you and I slightly disagree a little bit. Yeah. Um, but but we can definitely dive into that because I think there is one there is one form of altruism that exists. What's that? Only one. What is it? You want me you want me to give the secret out right tell now me, or you want to wait just
1: tell me what the form is
0: it is if you are willing to sacrifice your life for another person yeah so if you so if you're willing to lay down your life for someone else take a bullet for somebody which which by the way even the bible says is that's true love if you're willing to lay down your life for another then that there's no selfish motivation because what do you get out of it? Well,
1: there's a, Death? <clears throat> there's a problem. You decided that the living in the environment without them was a worse hell than actually being dead. That's
0: what you decided. Mm, I don't know about that. Well, then we'll then, then you wouldn't do it. Well, <laughs> well I, I don't know. Maybe you love you, them You much? made the
1: decision uh, on which one you thought was going to be worse.
0: Well, no, 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 no. No, you made the decision that their life, their wants, their desires, their dreams were more important than your own because now you're dead.
1: that's the misconception with self-interest though. You can be self-interested and be a really, really good person. Like it's, it's in, it's in a parent's self-interest to do anything in the world for their children. And that's because that's what they care about the most is their children, but it's still what they care about the most.
0: I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I know, I know it's, it's all right, Charlie, you'll get it sometime. But I'm, but I'm wondering though, if you're dead, what, what benefit, like, how can you be selfish then?
1: There's things worse than dead. And you this you decided that that was worse than dead.
0: True. But how does it benefit you if you're dead? Not having to live in the environment where you didn't do that. Hmm. It's worth it's worth something to ponder on. It's worth an entire podcast episode, but yeah. unfortunately, guys, we're running out of time. I have one of them pesky calls to jump on. You know those those other companies that we run and stuff like that. They all take time too, and unfortunately, today is one of those days um, that we have to jump off a little bit early. But if you guys, if you enjoyed this show, again, as I mentioned earlier, there's a couple ways to support us with your hard earned quiche. And that's by going to mastermytrades.com and we, God, we provide so much value for that. It's ridiculous. Um, In fact, I've been telling Nate, we should really raise the prices because right now there is just such a great value. And Nate's, you know, hammering back at me. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to make it even better and we're going to keep it the same price. And I was like, well, fine, you know? And so anyway, you guys go to check out mastermytrades.com. That's where you can learn all about trading. You can learn about the economy. You can learn what the markets are doing Um, you can understand the different pivot points nate actually predicted what the dow would bounce off of a couple weeks ago Um, so you guys can understand how those types of structures and things are analyzed and how to pick out those points for yourself and understand exactly, even if you have money with a financial advisor, you can understand what they're doing with your portfolio, with your diversified portfolio. (laughs) So you can understand how all of that moves by going to mastermytrades.com. And then again, patreon.com, the place where you can watch us live. You can see Nate on a boat and you can see, you can interact with our comments here. We talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, Marie, Sam, Aaron, a lot of people in here, that are interacting with us. Well, I say a lot, a few people in here interacting with us that are the lucky subscribers. You can be one of those people too and joke around with us, laugh, have a good time on the live show. If you guys um, want to do that, that's mm-hmm. patreoncom slash good for as little as five bucks a month. Nate, take us on out of here so I can join this call. Well,
1: guys, like Charlie said, uh, what you need to do is go subscribe to our podcast. Uh, Most everyone does. It is 92% of people who listen to it are subscribed to the podcast, and that is awesome. The numbers have been growing like crazy so far, and I'm not just saying that. I mean, I've been very encouraged by the amount that our subscribers have gone up. It's been uh, roughly, well, crap, we're at a... So it's about a 40% increase in the last uh, month or so in the amount of people that are subscribed. The Facebook page is still still chugging along. I'm mean, reaching 1.3 million people somehow, and I feel like I didn't even try last week. So that's it's pretty cool. So you guys just keep doing what you're doing. Consider going to patreon.com slash liberty and chipping in a few bucks to watch this live or to put out your own Facebook ad, whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, go do all of those things right there. And if you guys do that, we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Until then, have a good day and a good
0: morning. Liberty.